You're listening to Codecast Zambia, brought to you by Agora Code. We are growing the community of developers across Zambia, one line of code at a time. Visit agoracode.community for more information, or like us on Facebook, at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora. My name is Moabo Mugala, also known as Kredos, and you're listening to Codecast. I'm a game developer, and hope you enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to episode 7 of Codecast. It's going to be amazing, guys. It's going to be really amazing. This is my going to be my favorite episode of the year because I love game development in January. I don't do any game development beyond January. Uh, but Elias will touch a little bit about that. We have a team that never makes anything during the year. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is about everything game development because to this month is January and January equals... Global Game Jam. Yes. You feel the hype? Do you feel it? I feel it. Yeah. I definitely. Feel it. Definitely. <laughs> So today we have a special guest. I will allow him to introduce himself. Then everybody else will kind of go after that. Hey, hey everyone, my name is Muaba, also known as Kredos, and I'm a game developer. Perfect, perfect, awesome. perfect time for you to come on then. Yep. <laughs> uh, hey guys, uh, welcome back to episode 7 of Podcast. I'm your co host, Wesi, aka the Zambian Geek. I'm Elias, aka. <laughs> um, Elias. I have no AKA. I'm feeling, I'm feeling bummed because I have no AKA. Uh, well, there's, it's, there's AKA. Yeah. Bones. Okay. And my handle is now my AKA. Okay. Yeah. My, my, my AKA is not my handle because I'm, I'm not doing that this week. <laughs> and uh, my name is Mukuma and uh, I'm your co-host. I'm a software guy, I guess. The, the, the titles kind of change over time. I don't even notice that. <laughs> Okay, first segment. As always, per custom, tech news. And today is heated, guys. We're talking about CES, and people are touched. No, no, let me be specific. Elias is a bit unhappy. No, no, wait. Okay, we're going to get into it, but I'm not touched. I'm just a little underwhelmed. That is all. But let's let's get into the news. Okay, so CES, right? So CES was from the 8th to the 11th of January, and uh, I was pretty excited even in the last episode, and I really wanted yeah, to know what was like, going to happen. Yeah. Is CES your favorite? No, it's not my favorite. Game? My favorite is actually Google I.O. I'm kind of getting fond of, um, I think it's called Chrome then, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Chrome yeah. then as well. I think, uh, maybe because I love the web a lot of these, so, so that's pretty much it. So getting right into it, I'm going to start with my favorite thing, which is supposed to be last, but I want it to be first. Okay, actually, two things. So there's something uh, called the Impossible Burger. So this thing has actually been around quite a while. The impossible? Impossible Burger. 2.0. Uh, this is like the second version. Uh, so what this basically is, is, um, you know the patty, right? <laughs> it's uh, grown in a lab to plant. The, 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 the patty? The patty. Oh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. It's meant to taste like a real burger. Like you know the meat and everything, same kind of vibe and you know juiciness. It's and stuff like that. <laughs> so they kind of engineer most of the ingredients of the burger, and we're supposed to lead a much healthier lifestyle. Oh, okay. So uh, less meat, you know, we save the environment as well. So it's made using an ingredient called hind, iron-containing compound that's abundant in animal muscle. So it's supposed to mimic the, the basic meaty flavor anyway. So we'll, we'll post a link in the description after the episode is done. Yeah. Or when we put up the episode so that people can read about it. But it's, it's pretty interesting. Read reviews and, you know, people are really raving over it. Like, they actually taste really good. For us. Okay, second favorite thing? <laughs> second favorite thing is something that's got a really weird name and it's kind of hard to pronounce if 
you haven't looked at it for too long. It's called the Jax Jox. Now that's like one word. Uh, Kettlebell Connect works by having a rotating weight selection core that locks in and out of weighted plates. So the kettlebell can add and drop weights in seconds. Mm-hmm. So we'll put a it's link a in the description. And yeah, physics. yeah, and physics. So everything Which you don't I like. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyone that goes to the gym, like you know how annoying it is to go back to the uh, to the platform and get a bigger weight. With this one, all you just need to do is just click a button and you can raise the weight of your of your weights. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's that, is, that is actually, I'm like actually on the defying website. the yeah. laws of physics. <laughs> Has so it been like good? connecting no. you? <laughs> Come on. Connecting no, you. This is the website. Eh? Connecting you. To better you, six weights, one place. That's twelve to forty-two lbs in three seconds. Yeah. That's roughly so, what. Yeah, so it basically changes weight from weight twelve to forty-two, 42 pounds, pounds yeah, in three pounds. seconds. So and that's like what four? That's roughly four kgs to ninety. And that's good for home workouts, in my opinion. And you know, it's only going for three hundred and fifty dollars. And I know it will probably come down later. $350. Look, think about it. Walk $350? Into games. <laughs> walk into game, like game stores Zambia or game stores SA or whatever, and look at the prices of the weights. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it from like £12 to £42, that whole range. And yeah, can, how much would you spend? Yeah, how much honestly. I spend. When we talk about shipping stuff in, right? Mm-hmm. There's different modes of measurement. Or, yeah, yeah. There's volumetric and what else is it? By mass. Yeah, by, by weight. By weight. Yeah. So volumetric is basically just how much volume. Yeah. Mm, yeah, which is supposed to be cheaper yeah. than... So that wouldn't matter, right? The shipping. Well, if, if, if most most uh, carriers that uh, welcome to uh, shipping, the shipping podcast. Okay. Uh, so most carriers, what they do is uh, they basically have a certain uh, weight, uh, like a weight limit. Mm-hmm. That uh, will determine whether they start adding volumetric costs. Ah, for example, not to pimp any company about, but for example, if you're using say Belcom, they have fixed weight, uh, fixed prices for certain goods. Mm-hmm. But then certain goods, if they exceed a certain weight, say like a TV, mm-hmm. then they're going to add in volumetric to the overall cost and stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That makes sense. So this is the Jacks Jocks Smart Kettlebell. Jacks Jocks. I think my favorite device, or anyway, the one that really caught my attention was the what do you call it, capstone. So this is like a connected home mirror that uses Google Assistant. Mm. Yeah. So like it's Google Assistant enabled. So like you know when you're brushing your teeth, you can check the traffic. Like we're finally here, guys. <laughs> like, you can check the traffic. You can check I your weather. Know. Even before heading out, like I, I don't know. I. Do you know what it's the sad thing cool, about? Do you know what the sad thing about Google yeah. devices is right now? Uh, Zambia isn't listed. On, yes, uh, that's the list of countries that's available. I know someone that bought a Google Home. Mm. And I think they, they bought it last week, and it's terrible. Mm. I don't think that's sad. I think that's more official than that. Well, yeah, but I yeah. think uh, especially with Google, the pendulum mm. is moving forward. Yeah, because recently, not too long ago. Uh, you you were able to receive payments. Yeah, you can receive payments yeah, from the app store. So like, app store, yeah. like we're still behind, but at least yeah. strides are yeah strides are being taken. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, <laughs> this is the reason why I thought the CES was underwhelming. Yeah. It's not that I thought the tech that was there was, you know, bad tech or anything like that. I just felt we weren't seeing anything 
revolutionary. Oh, yeah, groundbreaking. Sense. Like my favorite, some of my favorite things were like things that we've seen in the past, but just adapted to new forms. For example, the rollable TV was like huge at CES, but we've seen flexible screens. We've seen from LG screens that take advantage of you know just being a part of the space. The 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 the, the wallpaper TV comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, Samsung has that uh, wooden. It has the modular screen. It has the wooden uh, TV thing going. I think it has the flexible. The yeah. yeah. So like this is tech we've seen before. So there was nothing new that was coming, and this the the stuff that seems new and it's not necessarily new, like five G, which I know was talked about in the mm. last episode, and eight uh, K. These are things that are not going to come to the consumer, the, 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 the average consumer anytime soon. I'm sorry, but especially if you live in Zambia, do not expect 5G in the next five to eight minutes. My verdict on 5G is maybe wait until uh, Vodacom finishes its test in the sort of And then really we can kind of figure out like how... Yeah, Look, yeah and also I, I, dude, I tend not to agree with you, Elias. Like, you were underwhelmed because nothing new was shown. Okay, like, let's, I, feel, let's... I feel that everything at this point that can be invented has already been invented. And I, I feel, yeah, I, and I feel this like is the stage for it's getting, it's getting to that point where, okay, like, yeah, like, what else can you do, tech. man? Okay, look, Honestly, I, what else like, can you listen, do? listen, I am, I am, I am not saying yeah. that they needed to come with flying saucers or anything like that. <laughs> what I am saying is CES is a place that we see innovation that is not necessarily going to come to the consumer in the next year, but we see where tech is going. Mm -hmm. We saw this with things like 4K, mm -hmm. okay? I feel like we're seeing it with 5G. Yeah. I still think it's a ways out, but I do think that's the future. 8K is going to be the future after 4K, okay? Yeah. These things are the future. Okay. But yeah. ask anyone at CES last year, we knew about these things. That's true. Okay. So the, the 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 thing that is underwhelming me is I wanted to see the the kind of roadmap. Oh. And what I'm seeing is basically the same pit stops that were shown yes. last year. Granted there were really interesting things. There was uh this this uh wooden plaque, what was it called? Um some some weird funny name, Mui. What? I didn't see that. It's one. it's really simple. It's yeah. just a wooden plaque. <laughs> So that is connected to the internet, but it's also a touch screen. <laughs> and it is like a, a smart home hub. Yeah, look, and I feel like um, the future is interconnectivity. Exactly, right? IoT. I think that's why, like Mokuma said, 5G is a really big thing. Not that we expect it soon, mm -hmm. but 5G is really going to change the way things are. Yes, 5G is supposed to change the planet. Yeah, it will. That's what, that's what it's built. Mm. And yes, we're not going to see revolutionary tech right now, but I think we'll still see an improvement in life, productivity, and all that yes. sort of thing. I'll, I'll and, 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 it's, we're stepping into a space where it's going to become a haven for developers. Like, there's so much more to do now. Yeah. Like, dude, IoT. Too much, man. Too I agree. Much. And I'll say this about 5G. I know, I, I know I seem like the downer right now, but like, I agree that 5G is the, the, the future because it, it's basically going to bring um, that lag that is always present. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it almost non-existent. Non-existent. Yeah, with 5G, almost yeah, non-existent. With 5G, it's going to be possible to have things like 
a doctor performs surgery on a, on a patient halfway around the world. Yeah, yeah, from his iPad. Like, yeah, from his iPad. Things like that. Like those are big things that can go like unnoticed. Oh, yeah. And I agree with you that that is the future. But as a convention, CES was underwhelming because CES is supposed to bring the new stuff. It's supposed to bring the good stuff. You know, it's supposed to bring the, the wow. The, it's supposed to make you think, wow. Uh, now I see the future. But see, like right now, I'm like, wow. The future is still what the they showed us last year. I think the emphasis has been on like connected homes, mm. you know, smart homes. Because if you see um, what most of the companies were, you know, emphasizing. Yeah. You know, you have the, is it what the, the lighting one? The Philips one. That's Philips. Philips you. Yeah. Yeah. You, Ring was there as well. Yeah. Like, you all, know, and all it seems. All these are like independent. Showed up at the yeah, like all the big companies came with yeah. that kind of. So IoT. all these are like, yeah, yeah it's, it's basically IoT is now. Yeah. Like it's basically the future of things. I, I, I things agree with now. you there. I, so I, like I you have agree. all these independent vendors, but think of what you can do if you put them together. Yeah. If you bring them together, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, hey, remember uh, our episode on ecosystem blockchain. You know, right now we're oh, yeah. not playing very well together. Huh? No, yeah. but uh, yeah, <laughs> in CES news. Apple kind of opened up a little to other TV uh, manufacturers, mm. right? They they, they 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 basically let every big TV company use AirPlay two, uh, which is still restrictive, but consider it's Apple, so this is a step. And in maybe the biggest news in this kind of head to head competitive type, you know, big companies going head to head, but you not see iTunes is now on a Samsung TV. I have no idea why they decided to put iTunes yeah. because iTunes, in my opinion, is one of the worst <laughs> modern. It's one of the worst modern softwares you can you can you can you can think off the top of my head. Like I this cannot. This is an Apple I, I cannot Look, think of I a think worse. Of I install other Apple products like that. But no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I honest, 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 God, like I, I, I used iTunes recently, and it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Elias is in tears. <laughs> like how? How? This is this is twenty nineteen. How? How? how okay, did okay. There, there. I, there, I'm there. mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So to wrap up our new segment on CES, I still think the Impossible Burger is the future, and it's maybe I'm becoming a health fanatic, but I feel like it's. Uh, can I just say a big shout out to? Uh, gaming PCs. I feel like in in, in in the realm of like laptops, gaming PCs made the biggest stride. It was small strides, but yeah. it seems that's the space that people are they're going to experiment in. Yeah. Alienware yeah. came out with their uh, new Alien uh, yes, Area one yeah. Like that was that was like because it's basically uh, a desktop that you can carry. Not very practical, but at least they're experimenting in that space. Yeah. So yeah, like I just thought I should mention that there was some innovation, even though in the future it's not gonna amount to much. But you know, <laughs> and, and there's <laughs> yeah, there a lot of other stuff as well, like in health and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. accessibility yeah. tech yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So we won't really get into most of that. We'll put a link in the description uh, when we put up the episode. Yeah. So uh, moving along, the game jam is this month. The global game jam. Global it game is jam. this. Friday, so when this episode goes out, it would have started. It would have started. So yes. the 25th yes. to the 27th of January. This Friday. Friday, yeah, yeah. Friday to Sunday. The Friday Global Sunday. Game Jam. So, Global Game Jam is kind of like the highlight of my year every year. It's me too. The only time I'm game Yeah, oh. it's, 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 okay, so let me, let me, let me put it this way. I'm 
I'm a game developer in the sense that like my developer once a year. <laughs> like I'm no I'm no I'm no epic credos. <laughs> but we have made games. But we'll share links I feel, to our games. I feel, yeah. yeah, it is it is it is about more than just game Making development. Games, game yeah. development is a big part of it. Yeah. And I love that about it, but it is also about collaboration, yeah. you know, kind of building community. Yeah. Honest to God, like I think you tweeted this sometime back, yes. I do follow you on Twitter. <laughs> Me, we have, okay, we, we have, before you go there, like some of us are not going with this. Like, oh, he's gonna get there. Yeah, no, don't worry, don't worry. It's gonna, gonna be a take it too long. It's gonna be a whole thing. Take too long. Yeah. So, like, rest, but was, <laughs> maybe, maybe, was, maybe to preempt the actual discussion today, because we can get into what game development is, yeah. like the kind of life cycle and stuff like that, and what. Uh, there's this notion that game development is for the successful people you that write code. Why does it look like a nerd? Why does it look like a nerd? You need to be like into this computer thing for you to actually make games. It's complicated. It's whatever. So we can start from there. Yeah. Then explain what the game jam is. So yeah. Anyway, um, I before 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 I was I was going to say that. The Global Game Jam has created like friendships that I feel I'm gonna have for the rest of my life, but oh, that's just me. Look at me and being all sad. But yeah, like um, the game develop like like the game development sphere is a lot more open than people might think. So a lot uh, a common misconception is you need to know how to program, you need to not write in ones and zeros for you to be able to make a game, which is just not true. Yeah. Game development has a bunch of different people that work on it. I mean, look at some of the biggest companies in the world, like Activision. I know they were recently in the news because of the whole Bungie thing, but look at companies like Activision, EA. Like these companies are huge companies. Okay, you can be involved in game development by managing the money you can be a, a project lead okay you can be an artist you can be into music you could even be legal like, wink wink shut up <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's so there's so many ways for you to get involved in game development because game development unlike other professions is kind of hugely uh, diverse yeah it's, yeah it's it's kind of this diverse melding of all these professions to yeah. make this one you know, really great product. So like we have people coming over for the Global Game Jam that are just artists. Yes. We have people that just write stories. We have people that are programmers, of course. I mean, it is software, so you do need programmers, programmers but that said, no, but actually, you don't even really need programmers yeah, anymore. Think about Twine. Yeah, yeah. Twine, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd say, the construct, you don't need to know programming. Yeah. You learn how even to use them for really yeah. Like, yeah. You don't really need to know yeah. all the... Like you guys are going in deep, I feel... Like, the point is, mm. there are programs that you can use to alleviate your lack of programming knowledge okay. to yeah. make the game. So you, you guys do, hear do, that? Do you want to know what my favorite part of the game jam is? Mm. It's what I love to It's the part about building friendships, right? Mm. This guy I met in 2015, his name is Sam. At the game jam, he was sitting right behind me. I was tweeting, and then he tweeted back, and then tapped me like, "Is that you?" Then I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, oh." And we've been friends since. He's a writer. I'm a I'm a programmer. Yeah. I remember that was like my first game jam experience, and oh. I learned so much. Like guys, we spent. That's deep. Okay, load down on how the game jam works. So we make a game in 48 hours. We make games in 48 hours. We split up in teams and that sort of thing, and we're given a theme. Uh, on the first day, and you make a game. Are the themes specific to like regions or? No, 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 no. it's a global theme. It's a global theme. So, like last year, the theme was what? 
Transmission. No, was that transmission? Yeah. Yeah. Transmission, right? So no, no. Was it waves or transmission? It was transmission. Not waves. No, transmission. Transmission. So like, <laughs> you think about a theme like transmission, right? You can make anything you want. It doesn't even have to be like a software game. It could be like a physical board game yeah. based oh, okay. on what okay. you imagine transmission could be in your world, in your open like interpretation. Yeah. Okay. It's open. So that's like the thing I love the most. And cool. it's the fact that you can't do it alone as a game as a game developer. You can't do it alone. Mm. You need a writer, so you need a music guy, yeah, you yeah, need uh, someone that will bring yeah. the whole story to life. It's actually collaboration, eh? yeah, yeah, collaboration. Yeah. And that's what the premise is uh, of GGG as yeah. a whole. Okay. It's collaboration. Okay. Now I remember I remember the first game jam, right? Uh, we argued about how the story should go the first day. The entire first day. When I started making the game, I think we had twenty four hours to go. Yeah, like the the in the afternoon of the 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 that's not the point. The point is working on those games together, being yeah. a part of that yeah. development cycle, yeah. you know, fostering the friendships, which like, honestly, like every game jam that I've been to, I've met new, I've people. Met new people and those are people that I still communicate with today. Like, I'm, like they're, they're, they're actual friends because you meet people that we, me and you are like in software development, right? No yes. programmers, but you meet people that have so many like similar skills. Yeah, similar interests. Yeah. You meet a writer and then you find yourself talking about yo, but did you did you play Grand did you did you play Metal Gear Solid Five? That stuff like that. And you have like really deep discussions about this stuff and you're like it's so seamless, but that's what the Global Game Jam does. It brings people from all walks of life and kinda just melds them into this like kind of cooking cooking pot of people that are there to collaborate and honestly like i i know i'm building it up a, a lot but it's a beautiful thing to me it's like one of the highlights of my year every yeah year. me too so and you know the, the actual so life cycle which one i know elias and i are rumbling we love the game yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the, the actual life cycle like the actual life cycle isn't that hard it's basically just four steps we we, we start with uh formulating what the idea is going to be we we design the game and designing the game is actually maybe even on paper like we just shoot ideas around around how we want to build it mm -hmm. and then coding is actually the i'll say the smallest bit of it like actually bringing it to life that's yeah. that's something that's just a small component but we know it kind of brings everything together then we mm -hmm. just yes. put it out there for people to play yeah. especially if you know what you're doing like mama just saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know we didn't say this but mama actually has a game yeah, he does. Pressure. Do I know? <laughs> I think this is game. this is you, and we just put you in the spot. Yeah, in the spot. <laughs> yeah. So no, before we go tomorrow, like Elias, before we came, I was telling Mukuma um, how you know me and Mwago um, back like in high school, ah. like DK. Oh, okay. Yeah. So from like DK to CBU, and dude, he was he was. You started at CBU. Did you start at CBU? CBU. Before that? I started at CBU. Yeah. So like, I was, I was talking to him. I was that guy. Yeah. You he was that, that guy. guy. <laughs> like, no more. More. Dude. More. Aren't you going for class? No, man. I have to finish this up. What, what yeah, are you doing? That is exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm making a game. And at that point, it was like, I'm making a game. You know and what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, who, yeah, does yeah. who does yeah. that? Who does that here? 
you'd be yeah, surprised. Like, and dude, yeah. it's just so impressive, like how far you've come, like not giving up on on the dream. On, on the dream. Yeah, it's, it's it's really inspiring. Yeah, so maybe maybe for the for the for our listeners and stuff, we could kind of tell them what what kind of games we have, like what kind of games actually exist around us. I know sometimes we tend to think game games is just a console with a controller, mm-hmm. or some people call it a pad. They don't like that. That's not the pad. I hate that so much. I know, right? I hate that so controller. much. Please, it's not a pad. It's a controller. It's a ghost Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So we've got many different kinds of games, and uh, I think even as kids, we. I don't know about you guys and how your childhood was like, but for me, like I grew up like playing games outside the house. Mm-hmm. Like I never had like a console or whatever growing mm-hmm. up. So we when it, well, rainy season was practically my favorite because you could draw that stuff on the ground and yeah, yeah you could play all those games and you could play. I didn't even know it was called uh, is it dodgeball. We had a different name <laughs> for dodgeball. I know, I remember. I know. <laughs> we had a different name Where for dodgeball. Two people at that. Yeah, was, was it called game or something? Yeah, yeah, it was called It was actually called game. game. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, so we, we played dodgeball. So that was my version of what a game was. <laughs> what a game was, and believe it or not, there was actually strategy in this kind of game. Yeah. So like when we look at the strategy, like the kind of games we have, we've got sports games, we've got what's it called first-person shooter games, uh, animals, simulations, you know, educational games, the stuff kids play on these high school uh, tablets, yeah, you know, yeah. stuff. those are games as well. So there's like a whole spectrum of, of, of games and stuff like that. Yeah, so um, I like, for me, my childhood was basically kind of half and half, maybe more leaning towards uh, playing video games when I got my consoles, because um, yeah, like growing up, I played you know a lot of video games, and it kind of defined my identity. I feel like I'm the person I am today. I got into software engineering because of video games, because oh. I was I was I was I was trying to figure out oh, why sense. games yeah. worked yeah. the way they did, yeah. and I'm I'm a bit behind the curve in terms of game and in terms of my game development career, but that is still what makes me kind of who I am today. Like I, I, I hold that as part of my identity. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I also played outside. I, I wasn't a, a complete nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did play outside. I, I, I had friends. <laughs> but yeah. But <laughs> But okay. What what about okay. friends? What are you saying? Oh, if you guys are holding out on us, tell us about your childhood experience with games. Childhood experience with games. It doesn't have to be video games. Oh man. I'll just say soccer. Yeah, but um, my experience with games started really early. I mean, most of my um, childhood experiences have been shaped around games in one form or another. Yeah. Um, so, like, we're four, like, in our family, right? Mm-hmm. So that's me and three girls. And I remember uh, the birth of my last born sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, my dad comes. Home to get that side. He's like, oh, let's go pick your, let's go pick up your baby sister. Like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Before that, I'll buy you a brick game. Like, ah! the classics. You know, like, buy you a brick game. I'll buy you a brick game. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, brick game. You know, and I think that's where it started from. Um, I think, like Alaya said, um, for programmers, I think it really starts early. Eh? Yeah. It's really ingrained in you. Yeah. Even when like, you don't realize you it. You don't realize yeah. it, but you want to know how certain things work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just like, oh, okay, what? Tetris. Like, okay, but how did they make this? Oh, At the back of my mind, it's like, yeah. how? Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll play it. 
can't let me this. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, then we moved on to Sega's, uh, I don't know how many, Gamers, PSS, finally, and yeah, man. I, I, I'll, I'll say this, though. I'm not really, I don't, I, I don't consider myself a gamer. Well, here's, here's the thing. I play FIFA, uh-huh. I no love FIFA. No but, yes, Elias, please. <laughs> I'm um, <laughs> and at some point in my life, yes, I, I, I was a gamer. Like, you know, that Mortal Kombat phase, that, that high school phase, mm. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, but after that, man, ish, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it's more... You're yeah, an occasional um, gamer. The quorum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, this, this is my gold PS4. <laughs> yeah. I reached level 100. I'm <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was loud. Yeah, my story is uh, a bit similar to last. I was like half and half. I used to play outside and uh, I used to play outside more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. What? Okay, so. <laughs> yes, Wednesday, yes, I used to play outside. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first uh, game I ever played was. Virtual Fighter. Ooh, the first uh, game. Yeah, it was on um, those like arcade machines. I was running with my auntie. Oh, no, 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 no. dude, <laughs> dude, should I say that first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after Virtual Fighter, I was like, I was hooked. I was, I was very hooked. And my aunt got me a, a telegame station. When I got that, my favorite game was Super Mario. Classics. Guys, if you've never played Super Mario, if you don't exist. Played, shame on you. Not, if you've never played Super no Mario, please. Please, let yes. your kids play Super Mario. Yes, I feel like more people have played Super Mario than own Nintendo systems. Yeah. Like, it's that, that, yeah, it's that game. Yeah. It's that game. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it's the most popular video game ever. Yeah. It's also the most pointless. You know that, huh? Super Mario. It is a masterclass. No, no, no. It's not even about that. It's a masterclass in gameplay. Okay. Check yourself. Oh, you guys are bringing back so much, so many memories. Yeah, I know, right? Welcome and, to nostalgia. And, and, and you know what? Like, <laughs> we talked about how our experiences have been, like, with games and how we learned so much. You know, right now, there's a lot of talk, like, even in terms of US regulation. Mm-hmm. I know in Africa, it's not a big deal because we generally don't have these problems. You know, the shootings and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are blaming it on video games. People are playing too much video, and it's kind of like in funny, funny story that is ingrained in the history of the video game rating system. This isn't the first time that the U.S. government has blamed violence on video games. The whole ESRB rating system is because of violence that they say, "Oh, it's because of video games." Video Remember games. Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember how violent that game was? Mm-hmm. I was, I think, eight when I first played it, mm-hmm. and I was Remember. like, "This is like, brilliant! <laughs> this is this is so good." So, what yeah. do you blame, like the violence? Like, it's it's, I, it's unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, yeah, actually yeah, not like, yeah, yeah, this, is, this is this is going to get into like politics. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I honestly feel it's just people. I know that at the end of last year, like all the big uh, game. Development companies were meeting with Trump to kind of lobby lobby the whole violence and gaming kind of thing. It's kind of telling that it's not really about the games. Trump thinks it's about the games. Come on. <laughs> so like um when I when I was really like thinking about this stuff, um I realized that since there's different kinds of games, right? 
Like I'm thinking about first person shooter games. Like I'm a big Call of Duty. I'm not. I'm not even gonna distinguish Battlefield and Call. I think both are pretty brilliant. Like uh, I'm more than one. I played that game for one week straight. <laughs> one week straight. <laughs> Congratulations. Nah, like, I, I, wow. I actually, I actually, feel no, no, I endorse that. I feel, I endorse that. That's brilliant. I feel victimized. I, no, before Call of Duty, it was I'm on the back foot here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. And you know, Is it still was, there? you can uh, get no. it if you want. I mean, they're old <laughs> games, but they don't make them anymore. They don't like EA, EA made Medal of Honor, and uh, Battlefield kind of took super simple. Yeah, yeah. Like it took Medal of Honor's thunder. Well, yeah. yeah, so it's basically now what you got from uh, Metal Honor, you basically. Guys, the benefits of gaming, right? We're talking about response learning, place learning. Mm-hmm. Okay, disorders aside, like whatever theories are there, whatever psychological studies are there to kind of link gaming to whatever other crazy stuff is in the world. Look at it this way, right? You play video games on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You kind of pick up like habits. Halo, for example, what, what I think it's a brilliant game. Totally brilliant game. If you think about it, a lot of that has actually influenced the way you handle problems outside the game itself. Even the way you move around your surroundings and stuff like that. Like you identify landmarks and moving around. Identifying landmarks and there's there's no denying the fact that games play a huge role in children's development first of all mm-hmm. and even adults as well yeah. and this yeah, actually leads me to say like if we look at numbers in game development the average the average age across the entire planet for people playing games like gamers is actually 33 years old yeah what so, average yeah. average age 33. Yeah. so even the notion that games are for kids uh, doesn't actually reflect sports, what's yeah. what's when your kids what's go to school ground? what are you doing mm. and it shows <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah that parent yeah, yeah. Sure. and it shows it shows yeah. like in, in, in the in the games that have been developed like uh there's this uh kind of through line of uh yeah. what 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 games have become like they've become more adult and stuff like that but yeah, it's 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 really getting to it's really getting to a point where I feel like you can't argue that anymore. You yeah, can't say true. games are for kids anymore. But yeah, <laughs> and maybe maybe to give it a little bit, a little bit more perspective, um, we talked about more about having a game. Yeah, yeah, like kind of get us through like where you started from and like some of the challenges you've had as well, and the biggest thing also monetization. You can touch on that as well. So I started in uh, two thousand sixteen. Initially, it was supposed to be a Slenderman ripoff. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but then you I love horror games so much. Uh, so I just wanted to make a horror game. Like I just want to make this horror game, get it out there. Mm. And a friend of mine told me about Alice in China, and I was like, you know, it would really be cool to make a, a game based on Zambian, yeah, that's deep. You know, mm. Zambian history and kind stuff, and tell our story out there. So I started working on it in 2016, but because of school, it was like that in and out thing. So I had to, school, yeah, as usual, what is. I had to what take life? take long breaks. Life? <laughs> <laughs> life. I had to take long breaks and, and, and yeah, but uh, like right now, basically we have a we have a prototype ready. Okay, yeah, it's ready, but because of certain issues which I won't mention. Okay. Yeah, we have to kind of test it and basically the game is there, the demo. So it's not ready for deployment. It's or? not ready. Yeah, okay. there's a lot of bugs. Okay. Oh, the, the there's a lot of features. Like that's pretty far along. <laughs> that's like, that's yeesh. Like, yeah. oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I actually didn't know that it was in post production. <laughs> oh, so, 
We're keeping uh, it on the low, but uh, yeah, well, thanks to the... not after this episode. Code pass. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Exclusive. Yeah, so thanks to the Digital Lab Africa competition I won last year, they helped. Uh, I was able to meet some professionals who really helped show me how the industry works and mm-hmm. uh, what to do in game development, basically. Because I'm, I'm not like a game developer that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't study game development. Yeah, it was just something I just read, I just watched YouTube videos. So for me, it was more like, okay, everything was just happening. Drove the project. Just drove the project, yeah. yeah. So it's like the stars aligned there. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, the team actually, I think it's because the team like has increased, added some people to the team, and that's really helped. Mm. Project. It was about what we talked about earlier, right? Yeah. So yeah. You can't yeah. can do it. I was told that very explicitly. Like anyway, like oh, Mukumaridi asked, like how, 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 how you monetize it? It's 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 basically going to be a service like Steam, okay. but you know oh. because of how Steam is it's too. Yeah, it's so many games are going on there, yeah, so much like, shovelware. Yeah. It's it's becoming ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Okay. Did you get it? It's called Kingwin. Yeah. Okay, Kingwin. Yeah. So Kingwin. Yeah. It's like it's an online store for indie developers. Okay. And it's relatively new, it's like two years old, so Oh okay. Yeah. So you met them and Yeah. Yeah, they they said, you know what, if your game is ready, just tell us and we'll hook you up so yeah, that's Mm. So okay. what you're basically saying is yeah. there is a market for games, even African games. Yeah. Basically. Mm. Yes, that's another thing. Like the world really wants to play African games because, uh, from what I was told, they're kind of tired of this whole Western stories we have games in space and shooting. Yeah. So now they're looking yeah. to Africa to get more ideas. Yeah. For innovativeness and in, in stuff, and that's why the French are investing heavily. In African games, so if if you want to start oh, game okay. development now is the time to start. Yeah, and kind of to give it a bit more context, like I was looking at some statistics on like revenue revenue in game yeah. development in Africa. Yeah. Uh, just Nigeria alone was a two hundred million dollar market yeah. in twenty seventeen. This yeah. is like two years ago. Like imagine the growth now. Yeah. South Africa last year. Yeah, South Africa was dope last year as well. And yeah. I was just about to say I'm super proud of Kenya, Cameroon. Yeah. I think the first studio I heard about was from Cameroon. I just don't remember that name, but uh, they had a pretty cool game based on Cameroonian culture. Uh, wait. We have zero reason in Zambia as well that make games. The link in the description. Yeah. So like Egypt was the largest market, and I was Egypt, shocked. Yeah, Egypt. Egypt was the largest okay, market why? in 2017 oh. by uh, revenue. So it's like gaming markets in Africa. Egypt. So Egypt was a, yeah, Egypt then Nigeria then South Africa then Algeria then Morocco then Tunisia and then oh. Kenya. So you can see that there's, there's that's, markets. That's markets, right? So that's basically the people that bought the games. Yes, people that bought the games. Yeah. But then... Okay, that's like, what you have But then we're basically seeing a double-digit growth on a yearly basis. Yeah. On a yearly basis. Yeah. So you expect that there'll be a... Look, let's, let's be serious. Let's be straight. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. Elias, have you bought an African game this year? Or last year, sorry? Um, I bought the last African Elias, game. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I ask Elias because Elias is Elias buys games now. Like I've known Elias yeah, as good. the person that oh, buys okay. games because he wants to support the game development industry. Like he understands the value of game development. Mm-hmm. You know, when you work in an industry, you begin to see how hard it is to, yeah, yeah. to actually so, make this yeah. stuff. I, I, I don't do pirate pay anymore, guys. I'm sorry. Like, Woo-hoo. now I buy my games. Hashtag oh. still piracy. Still yeah, piracy. hashtag. Yo, like, no, deep. like, like, we no, joke about deep. it, yeah. but, yeah. like, it's seriously, yeah, that's deep, like, man. working as a developer, seeing how yeah. hard people work yeah, sure. to make these products, sure. and then you just take it for free. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel it's right, but I also understand the economic situation yeah. in Zambia, so it's, it's kind of... It's like kind of paradox, eh? Yeah, it's, 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 it's actually really rough. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, the last African game I bought was, um, what's that South African game that was, uh, no, 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 um, the one about like 80s heroes, it's a side-scrolling mm. 2D. I think I remember, wait, Broforce. Yeah. yeah, Broforce, yeah. So Broforce is the last African game that I bought, and like, full transparency, I didn't even know it was African when I bought it. It was just that cool. It was just that cool. I looked at it, I was like, this is beautiful. Because like, I, I am really into yeah. like, 80s culture, nostalgia, yeah. like the whole neo, yeah. neo synth yeah. type thing. And like that kind of scratched and it, it's funny, you know, I have nostalgia for things that were there before I was born. <laughs> it was, it was just that good and i honestly feel like african games are getting to a point and you didn't know I don't yeah think i didn't know. know i i knew it's actually uh sita who told me yeah. like she was talking about yeah. how oh, yeah. she shout knows, out to sita yeah, yeah shout sita. out to sita she was talking about how she knows the developers of brofos and she's in south africa and i'm like wait what <laughs> and <laughs> yeah but like seriously 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 guys do not sleep on african games like, and th- and that's what i was about to say like yeah. we're talking about a 200 million dollar market in one country alone mm-hmm. and if they're buying games from the us or europe or whatever mm-hmm. it doesn't make a difference yeah. like the uh, the whole point is to develop a culture of embracing the local scene mm-hmm. and kind of like you like Broforce even before knowing it's african that's yeah. what that's what we're talking about yeah. Yeah. yes exactly like yeah. before saying you are buying this because yeah. it's local. Buying this because be. it's African. Yes. No. Yes. Proudly Zambia. No. Because it's good. Like, yeah. Because it's, no, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And trust me, if you're looking for good downloads. games, you will find them. Like, yeah. there's a. Uh, actually, I was Uh-oh. given a code. No, 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 no. No, no, I didn't pirate it. Full transparency. <laughs> I was given a code on Steam to download it. Okay. I have connections. <laughs> CJ. African games are out there. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. And some of you might be playing African games and not even know. <laughs> <them. laughs> yeah, like no real talk. You might be playing African games. You don't even know about it. But yeah. you're playing African games. I mean, we have Star Scooter. I mean, right. we have Star Scooter. Brilliant. Right. Yeah. Like, like, we've been waiting for ages for Star Scooter, man. No, but it's, it's out. out. It's out now? Yeah. Already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Really? it dropped it. It's on Itch. Yeah. yeah, it's on Itch. Oh, it's I think that's that's a Zambian game. Uh, Star Scooter. We'll drop the link as well in the description. Alistair. Alistair. So, like, um, I think last year, the Game Jam last year, we talked a lot about... Uh, having more game studios in um, in Zambia. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I kind of started looking into other game studios in Africa as well. So I did, uh, I was talking to City Online and we we, we found a guy that collects research like on on, on on games in Africa and studios. So, so like, there's a lot of studios in South Africa. Uh, there's a couple spread across the 
continent as well, Kenya, Uganda, mm-hmm. Nigeria as well. I think in Kenya we had a review on a game called Nairobi X. So like there's a lot of um like Africans really trying to make it on the game development scene. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, Sub-Saharan Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. we have a lot of people buying uh we won't call them smartphones but feature phones. In the in the world, yeah. That is growing, yeah. In the world. So what you have is a market for mobile games and people are taking advantage of that. So yeah, like yeah, so even just the influx of like Chinese phones. Like I feel we give Chinese phones a bad rep, like we give them a bad name. But what they've done for Africa is well, a market, yeah. yeah. That's that's true. It's, it's huge, man. Look, as a software developer, software engineer, like I see the value. Yeah. yeah. With more people access to mobile devices, mm. means lots of opportunities for exactly. for well in in Zambia we are stressing a lot about financial inclusion. Mm. That's exactly. only possible right now because there's a, there's much easier access to these devices. Yeah, too, yeah. And the thing is, we fuss a lot about smartphones, but like I said, feature phones, like just mobile phones in general, mm. as long as they can have even a tiny bit of access to internet, mm-hmm. they can That's go a long it, way yeah. in terms of like. Yeah, actually, when you so really, yeah, yeah. when you really think about it, the term smartphone, right? What does it really mean yeah. today? Because, like, for being completely honest, uh, the latest iPhone and say uh, a Huawei that is like don't use Huawei, no Infinix or something. Yeah, even Infinix. No, no, no. Like, not not even throwing shade. But I'm not even hating on these companies. Sorry, I'm just saying. Yeah. The the, the, the the capabilities of these phones are mostly determined by what their apps can do. It's cool when companies yeah, go on stage and say, okay, oh, this camera can say, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's yeah. defined by what these yeah, apps can yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of these quote-unquote dumb phones uh, have the same apps that <laughs> the latest iPhone has. So what does the term smartphone really even mean? Oh, uh, welcome, welcome to my, to my daily <laughs> philosophy. Philosophy. You should listen to that podcast. Philosophy. 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 Hey, maybe I will get more traffic than my current one because it's crazy. And you know, in, in the same vein, right? It's it's hard. It's hard across the board. Like, mm-hmm. okay, when we talk about our local our local scene, right? Mm-hmm. You make an app, you make whatever. Yeah. Like, you know how much you have to do just to get your app to break barriers. Mm-hmm. Look, we have. I'm not even proud of this. We have 17 million people in this country. You can't honestly think you're going to make it big with 17 million people. You need more people. You True. And, and even out of those 17 million, how many people, how many people yeah, have access? access exactly. exactly. And dude, sorry, sorry to say this. I think we should have started this um, in our new segment. This is a topic of yeah. uh, just the point of internet penetration. Yeah. Like, how much can you do with what you have? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's only so, like you're saying, 17 million. Yeah. That's a small number. Yeah. So that comes back like to Mama making a game, right? When you talk about your market, because you've obviously thought about your market. You're obviously not targeting just 17 million people. Mm-hmm. And even even then, there's so many issues we're dealing with. Internet fraud. Yeah. Mm. You yeah, know, like half the people that are going to play your game won't pay for won't it. Won't pay for it's it. Like these are these are the realities. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah. So especially if 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 your if your if your like target market is just Zambia, like like again, I'm saying this, I know that the economic situation in Zambia is rough. It's rough. That's why yeah. people like Pirate games and 
I'm 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 not I'm not out here like judging or pretending there's no problem. <laughs> but well, you can't money. ignore the fact that most people that play games in Zambia don't pay for them. Sure. You you get a game you, you get a PC that can play games and that is it for you. You are done. Okay. You 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 chip your PS3, you chip your PS4 as they call it chipping. You're done. That's it. You're you never you you download your bootleg. None of the money that that guy none of the money that that guy is going to spend is going to come to you. Okay. Yeah. It's going to come to it's going to go to the person that downloaded that game off the pirate bay and is selling it in town for twenty quads. Okay. Those are the realities of this. Yeah, yeah. Like on Facebook. Yeah. Get the latest game. Only ten quarter. Only 10 Dude, that's a sixty dollar game. Like, what are you doing? So yeah, like I understand, but targeting Zambia alone is it's not gonna work. It's really not gonna work. And you know, uh, one of the one of the issues that I have is, um, and this applies to a lot of other industries as well. It's the lack of access to market data. I don't know what it is, whether we can't yeah. mine the right yeah. data ourselves, yeah. we don't know Dude. where to look, or Dude. it's just not available. Dude. Before you say something, sorry. <laughs> I think we need, personally, I feel like we need, I don't know what we can do to get to gain access uh, to some of the data that we should have easily, you know what I mean? Like we have a statistical office. They have a, they have tons and tons and tons of data. They don't even. Up until last year, you still need to write a letter to hand it in for you to get data. And even when that data comes, it'll come on flash drive or whatever. Like how long until we're able to access data easily? It's important for everything. You need demographics for games. That's hectic. That's hectic. And I was saying this to someone earlier on today. Like data is the new oil. You know, data is yeah. a new currency. You cannot to grow without data yeah. in this economy. You just can't. If you hold data, you, he who wields data runs the world. So wait, so what's the real cost of game development? You want to pay the talent, but yeah. you also uh, want to market your game. Yeah. You know, you want to uh, put, like when you look at like AAA developers, like money goes all over the place. It yeah. goes into publishing, it goes into testing, it goes into all sorts of things that you don't think about, yeah. but actually cost money. Yeah, and that kind of goes into any kind of development. I like yeah, even yeah, house, true. people going to building a house without realizing. Yeah, that's 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 that's, right? that's 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 true. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. So the same dynamics apply. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 more of uh, a thing that people think once you can code, you can do anything. This this misconception that when you can program, you can do anything yeah. that a computer can do. Yeah. I feel like needs to die. It needs to die a natural death. Yeah. I don't know, I feel like yeah, killing people's hopes and dreams. That's how we get them in. You know, no, right? listen, listen. I understand. Yeah. I understand that we develop games, we develop software and all that, and you do brilliant things with software, but this misconception should die. Anyway, uh I, I, I I'm really curious because you've actually developed a game. I'm really curious uh, what your insights are into like the costs of making a game. So like think about me. I'm not really a game developer. Yeah. I'm just like, you know. I, I really know You're very little about this week. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I really know, I really know very little about game development beyond doing it for a weekend. Mm -hmm. Say I want to get into it as a career. Yeah. Like what kind of what kind of insight are we looking at? Yeah. If you want to get into it. Well, it's, it's, it's basically your career, man. Like, Look, you're full time now. Right? You're yeah, full time. I'm full -time. You're a full time game. Developer. I wouldn't even lie, it's hard. Mm. <laughs> 
It's very hard. No, like like yeah. honest truths right now. Honest truths. Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. But you have to be focused. And I think one of the things that you have to be willing to spend on, money on. Yeah. I think you have to have a job. Especially in Zambia. Yeah. Right? Because you, you find that uh, you reach a point where you're stuck, you have no money, mm-hmm. and you develop your programmers uh, who want want to do this, but we can't do it. We need to get the money, and you're just like, you know, it's I'll say for me, I'm very lucky because uh, the people I'm working with just willingly stepped in. Okay. Just said, oh, let, let, let me help you. Mm-hmm. You don't no, have they to see pay. the money. <laughs> they out here like yo. We see no, the future. If yeah. someone can see the money, yeah, that basically means they can see the vision. Yeah. No, I'm not even. Knock, I'm not even knocking the people that are helping you. Like I'm just saying, like yeah, yeah like the reason they're there. Yeah, like because they know that if they work out, not only like if it works out, not only are they going to be able to, you know, make some money from it, but they'll yeah. be able to be like part of this you know new yeah like they're kind of pioneers in terms of zambian game development so which is really cool yeah which is honestly really cool so i feel that's why this podcast is so helpful it's not easy eh? it's not easy out there but you can imagine how hard it is even from an african even in an african contest like you you can't believe like it's hard enough to develop games when you're in america yeah it's hard enough there try doing it here yeah Think of the repercussions of developing in yeah, a country yeah. that basically doesn't have an industry for yeah. game development. Yeah, and like especially yeah. for you, like you know, yeah. we, look, we barely have statistics for that. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like honestly, yeah. like honestly, yeah. like what you're doing is, is something that I feel like the game development industry needs. Yeah. Like we need a success story. Yeah. Like we need the kind of we we need the kind of thing that we can point to and yeah. say, hey. They did it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. I can other people did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I feel the industry is still young in Zambia, and like you're always going to run into hurdles. Like yeah. you said, like you're developing games in America and you're running into these hurdles. Like you hear these horror stories. Mm-hmm. Telltale Games got uh, closed recently, and some of those guys didn't get a penny yeah, after crazy. the closure. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous, like it's ridiculous that you work so long yeah. and you make zero. And this was an established. And this yeah. is Telltale Games. Part of game development as well is dealing with the legal issues. Like yeah. when you get into it seriously and you thinking about making money, you kind of have to think about the legalities and yeah. stuff. Like, because I was actually I was actually contacted by some dude from the Lumpa Church. Yo, yeah, Yo. he was like. Um, this is the church of Jerusalem. Yo! So you need to have papers in order Bro, to Bro, you lie. This is true. Whenever, yeah. whenever there's an opportunity to make money. <laughs> I'm like, serious, yeah. it's true. So you have to so he heard about the game. Yeah. At least he heard about the game. plays it. As he heard, we need to try and not yeah. get shut down. Yeah. 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 I'm serious. This so is I ridiculous. Had to, I had to patent the game. Just to stuff like that. Wait, did you patent it here? Or? Yeah, here. Oh, great. Just yeah, you have to search the name. Here, right? mm-hmm. The Lumpa name. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you know, when you think about legalities, you kind of have to think about GDPR as well. We're talking about GDPR yeah, yeah, like in our previous episodes. Yeah, and so it's also rolling in on gaming. Huh? Yeah. Like, hey, I mean, yeah, yeah. games are software, so yeah. everything yeah. that is taking that's your data is exactly. part of that. Yeah, so. No, like if you're developing mm-hmm. games and you're hoping to have a European market, you have you to have comply to. with you GDPR. Have to. You have to. I, I'm going to say this again. If you're developing anything, software, that's going to be online, <laughs> or you're planning on spreading it, please, look up what GDPR is. All those notifications General you get. Data protection. All those emails you were All ignoring. those accept cookies. Are you okay? Yeah. All those okays you keep yeah. clicking. So, there's a reason for that. There's a reason. So, conditions. Like, think about, conditions think about GDPR, because in GDPR, there's privacy by design, there's the right to be forgotten, there's stuff about data portability. Like, it's all about protection of the consumer. And if you're gonna be careless, are you gonna be hit with a lawsuit? I don't know if you heard what Google is getting charged on the regular. Lawsuits can bankrupt you. Oh, it's real. It's crazy. It's not even a game. (laughs) Like honestly, your life could be turned around. Data is a new oil. Data is like people are not playing. So yeah. Okay. Like my personal opinion, I love gaming. Mm. I'm not an avid gamer. I'm like you know, a casual gamer. Games like me. (laughs) <laughs> okay, whatever, worse. man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I think about gaming, I see opportunity, right? Like for many different spheres, industries, I think about gaming in terms of like psychological being. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot that gaming can do for actual like progress yeah. and growth. And, and even awareness. Like yeah. even just simple stuff, like, okay, not simple stuff, but stuff like awareness, like getting yes. people to understand the concept. You can do that so easily with gaming because people can relate to it. Kids can relate to it. I don't know, I believe like, you can mold a kid's mind, or oh, that whole saying about you can't teach an old dog yeah. tricks. Like you, you say it, but you don't know what it actually means. Yeah. Like as a kid, you can be molded, yeah. and games can play a huge role in actually doing yeah. stuff like that. I watched the whole interview on um, was it quick um, how they're um, using games to counter Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. It is working. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because uh, yeah, like there are lots of uh, like. There's there's lots of research that goes into how games improve things like I and I I can honestly say as a gamer learning how to drive I learned it a lot quicker than <laughs> we all did someone else <laughs> that <laughs> didn't play video games yeah, because true. I feel no, I play true. video games that's so true that's I am I, I am just saying like don't don't yeah. don't knock games games actually help I grew up playing video games and I could not imagine being a better being. Yeah. Than I am. Yeah. I mean, even games like World of Warcraft. I mean, they teach you resource I mean, Assassin's yeah, Creed Origins just came out with their whole like educational thing, yeah. and like it is teaching people about Egypt, Egypt yeah. in ways that I learned about Italy, like ancient Italy from Assassin's Creed too. Yeah. Like it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. Brilliant. So yeah. yeah, like now you can imagine what that would do for Africa if yeah. we actually embrace the whole culture exactly. and exactly. use it. Yeah, this is why I love the Cameroonian studio. I need to look for the name and put the description. Like it's all based on culture, yeah. and that's so appealing. You have no idea. And I know we had a wave of like culture and games in Zambia. Like I don't know if that was last year or year, but I don't know. It's kind of dead off. We should check into that. But it's really, really important, yes. I'm going to GDC. GDC is a game development convention, right? Like, I'm not even joking. That's the only one. That's the only one. And it's going to be in San Francisco, and I'm going to be talking about preserving African culture through video games. Wow, wow. 
Dude, Cynthia will be crying right now. Like Cynthia, you are, you are. Cynthia gonna be here. Cynthia gonna be here today because she's not feeling well. But then she talked about this in the last episode. Like we talked about the 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 deep learning in that and how so many Zambians represented. Like this is an example of us showing that there is stuff going on. Yeah. And we're not remaining behind. Like we've, yeah. we've taken the act- active step to making sure that we we are there. We're there as well. Yeah. Shout out to CTEP. Also with the GDC. GDC, that was 2017, right? Much love. I'm just given my take on what I think gaming can do for the industry, what I think gaming can do for like improving life, basically. Yeah. And stuff like that. We, it's, it's underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, very. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know, we could go around and all of us can give like our final views on what we think game development is and how it affects us and what we feel like is the future of Um, So uh, I think I've talked about my history of gaming. I've talked about how gaming has uh, kind of made me who I am today. Um, I will say this, game development isn't easy by any stretch of the imagination, but nothing worth doing is. I've said that, I think, for like what you're doing uh, with your game. I know it's a project of passion, I know that you love what you're doing and it strains you, but I feel like what you're doing, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And I, like, you've already got my, like, you've already got, I I don't know how much you're selling it for, but you've already got however much you're selling it for from me. Like, I'm I'm definitely going to buy it day one. Like, if you have, like, a pre-order scheme, like, I am am there. Like, I am there. So, So, yeah, like, I know this is going up on Friday, but uh, even so, if you are interested in the workings of game development and so on, come for the Global Game Jam. If you're listening to this on Friday, come for it on Saturday. We'll be going on Saturday, Sunday as well. I, I'm, I'm sure Mara will be there as well. Yeah. So, Dude, it's been eye-opening for me, um, especially this episode. I'll be real. Like, yeah, um, I'm not an avid gamer, but having seen what's work is put in, you know, even from a developer's point of view and from a non-developer's point of view, yeah. it's pretty deep and I feel like a win for Zambia is a win for Africa, yeah. okay, especially yeah. at this point in time, like, dude, you're speaking at, you know, GDC, that's, that's, that's huge, that's, that, that like, let's not downplay, yeah, that's let's, not, let's not pretend it's not, not big. <laughs> I'm sure even, that you being yeah, I'm sure even you are wondering how the how, how the hell do I get here? Yeah, so you know, I mean um ultimately I think Africa has a rich history. And you know, um despite all the mythology and whatnot, I think we have a history that we need to tell ourselves. It's, mm-hmm. it's unmatched, yeah. literally. This is Africa is the last frontier. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's a history that we need to tell ourselves in every aspect of life. Yeah, basically. Programming and now gaming. Yeah. That, was, that was beautiful. Man. Yeah. We need to tell this story, story yeah. ourselves. Definitely. And this is a start. Yeah. You don't know how many kids will listen to this podcast later and think each time they can get and you just play, don't know. how many kids will play yeah. a game? You don't know. You don't know. Wow. We might this not actually, get yeah. like like this actually happened. Yeah. In you might not get all the all the glory or the fame, but you you've opened this up for yeah. for many years. I think yeah, it's a good thing. It's a, yeah, 
it's important. I think right now, I just want to be a phone to yeah. show people that it's possible. That's neat. It's been real. Uh, we've had so much fun uh, recording this episode, and we just hope that you really understand that gaming at its core has a much deeper, a much deeper sense of meaning than what we give it sometimes. And I know we may not appreciate it as much, but I hope after this episode, like we have more people that kind of understand the value that it is. And we'll put links in the description for all the stuff we've talked about, uh, the, the game studios in Africa. Shout out to everybody that's doing awesome work across the entire continent. Please keep telling your stories. Uh, if you can, uh, please get in touch with us. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, that's uh, CodecastZM. We're on Facebook as well, that, that's Codecast Zambia. Reach out to us so we can tell your story as well. We're all about telling stories. It's an unscripted podcast. We are a fun-loving bunch, and we love having people around. Today, Mwaba was here. Mwaba. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming through. Hashtag you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We appreciate the support and good luck at GDC, which is basically the game develop uh, game developers. Dude, give us a shout out GDC. Like Elias was saying, this weekend, the 25th, 27th, is the Global Game Jam. We have it every year. It's at the global platform Zambia, just along British Road. Uh, also, if you're in Livingston, uh, there's a global game jam site, site in Livingston as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So please come through. It doesn't matter if you know how to write code or whatever. You don't know anything about gaming. It's open to everybody. So come through, enjoy the experience. Would love to have you there. We're here to tell stories, and that's what we're all about. So, Codecast, we're out. Follow us today. <laughs> we're Codecast ZDeb on Twitter. We're Codecast Zambia on Facebook. Uh, Sour Bones on Twitter and uh, I'm, I'm on the Zambian underscore geek. <laughs> and I am Epic Kratos. I'm changing my, my, my <laughs> tag on Twitter. <laughs> Listen for the next on the, the, on, on the next on the next podcast. It's, it's been yeah. amazing, guys. It's been great. Podcast well. <laughs> You've been listening to Codecast Zambia brought to you by Agora Code. Visit agoracode.community for more information or like us on Facebook. That's at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora.